0: Hello and welcome to the 10th edition of the Glasgow Motorway Archive podcast. Here we are, spring already, April 2019. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's wonderful to know that so many of you keep coming back to hear more. Either that or you really enjoy punishing yourselves. Who knows? We have a really exc- exciting lineup for you this month. Uh, I'm Stuart Baird, just to introduce me as usual. And of course, I'm joined by John Hassel. John, how are you?
1: Yes, I'm very well. I'm not ill for once. So I'm, uh, yeah, I'm feeling great.
0: that's really good to hear I'm Mm -hmm. glad that we're going to have you here sniffle free um, no no bunged up noses or anything like that no coughing and sputtering so that can only be a good thing I I mentioned there John about the the amount of people who are listening to this every month and it's like 800 or something in the last four weeks Um, that's
1: Phenomenal. The, the Spotify is definitely... I mean, I'm the latest listener on Spotify, having that's finally right. got Spotify Finally myself. caught up
0: with everyone else. John.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I uh, so it was quite narcissistic, but I do listen to myself. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> it's weird. Well, and, and the quality on Spotify is quite good. Yeah, Between yeah. it and iTunes, mm-hmm. um, that's really made it accessible to people. And I think it's easy to yeah, get,
1: yeah. I think yeah.
0: people are finding it that don't necessarily even follow us on Twitter and Facebook and it's places so cool. like that. What's this? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So, I think that can all be a good thing. It can yeah. all be a good thing. Um, I agree. Will we tell everyone what we've got coming up this month? I think uh, so. It's
1: been a while since we've done a podcast, isn't it? About um, five weeks, I think. We yeah. try and keep them monthly. Monthly. Time one just out been month. a bit busy and trying to find obviously great things to talk talk to you about. Yeah.
0: So this month, then, let's have a wee quick run through about what mm. what we're going to talk to you about. Uh, the first thing uh, we're going to continue our discussion on the M8. Mm-hmm. Um, last month, we spoke about the section west of the city centre.
1: That's right. To the Bishopton Bypass. Renfrew Bypass, Renfrew yep. Motorway. Yep.
0: Well, this month, we're going to talk about the Monkland Motorway and oh. then the Bailsden to Newhouse section. Oh. So, we're going to talk about all of that. So, that's going to be the next piece in our M8 discussion puzzle. <laughs> as we as we keep going puzzle yes it's a puzzle <laughs> um, then we will have our from the archive feature yeah as always um this month we are going to be unveiling and delving into the north approach um opening booklet so that's mm-hmm. the clyde tunnel north approach road project ton 50 the other day um we're um, going to be talking about that booklet. clip um, that's a that's a good one i think yeah um, definitely. then we will get on to our questions and mm-hmm. we have quite a few this month. It's good to see the questions coming in. It's good in.
1: to see they're still coming in. We've, we've yeah. had a few times where it's been a bit dry, hasn't it? But um, Yeah, no. they're
0: coming in thick and fast. The aren't?
1: usual suspects are there, I oh, see. So no. Yes, yep.
0: we'll not name any names. <laughs> yep. Fans. fans. Can they be called fans now? So, oh, yeah,
1: they're definitely fans.
0: Yes, so so we've got those. And then, finally, we're going to discuss some changes to the Glasgow Motor Archive. Okay. Uh, positive changes, we hope.
1: Yes, yep. we're not shutting down, don't no, worry.
0: <laughs> no, no. So we'll have some chat about that as well and we'll, we'll give you some some information on all that. All mm-hmm. right. Um. So, first feature for this month then, John, the M8 Monkland Motorway and Bailston to Newhouse.
1: Okay. So Monkland Motorway, where's that, Stuart?
0: Well, the Monkland Motorway runs from what we know today as Junction 15, Townhead, mm-hmm. all the way out to Junction 8 at Bailston Interchange right it was constructed in three stages Mm -hmm. Monkland motorway stage one stage 2b and stage Mm 2a although 2a and 2b would have been the better order for that
1: Um, (laughs) so that's ranging from the kind of late 1960s all the way through to 1980 yeah so construction on
0: stage one began in 1972
1: Okay, so well, we're not including Townhead. No, no, no. Right, let's yeah. let's
0: forget the inner ring road for once. We're always talking okay. about that. So, yep. Yeah, so, t- so from Townhead, nineteen seventy two they started, yep. and it opened to traffic in May nineteen seventy five. Yeah, and that was the section between Townhead mm-hmm. and Cumbernauld Road. Okay. All right. They then proceeded with a second stage, and originally it was envisaged that it would be a single contract from mm-hmm. Cumbernauld Road to Belsden. However, because of unexpected ground conditions a yeah. lot of extra work being required and a lack of money, they mm-hmm. decided to split it into two contracts. Right. And uh stage two A came along um started in nineteen seventy five ish and was completed in nineteen seventy nine. Mm-hmm. There were some advanced contracts in there as well.
1: Yeah.
0: Um that's why that took four years. And uh, stage two B, which runs from sorry I should say two A ran from Cumbernauld Road to Steps Road. Mm-hmm. And then 2B, which was from Steps Road to the city boundary, um, it started construction in 1977 and it opened to traffic in April 1980. Yeah. Simultaneously, there was a section taken forward by the Scottish office from the Glasgow city boundary through Bailston interchange, mm-hmm. which is, um, it was um, constructed simultaneously and it also opened in April 1980. Yeah. Um, do we continue East there? Yes we do. Beelston to New House, well, there's a whole saga about that. We'll, yeah. we'll give a discussion about that. But that runs from junction eight up to junction six and yeah. was the most recent section
1: completed. Yeah, we've got lots to talk about on that one. But um we'll we'll talk about the Monkland just now then I take it. Yeah, Monklin. Um cost wise, uh with with something on this this route here, um, I mean maybe comparing to today's cost, you said Stuart, it was broken up into lots of different contracts. Yes, it was. So yeah, the that's time, right. made it quite easy to manage, in some degree. It's a very different... The Monkley Motorway is a different animal to the Renfrew Motorway, in some degrees. It wasn't as urban... No, in some sections it was simpler it was, to construct. Yes, yeah. yeah, more simple to construct. So, um, do, do we do we have any facts and figures there, roughly? Well? Yes,
0: we do indeed. And okay, who so who made it? Who built it? Let's take it back to the original route selection, mm-hmm. um, which um, was first outlined in the highway plan for Glasgow, 1965. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Cullen devised a route that ran from Balesden for the A8, um, yeah. left the urban area, um, all the way through to the city centre, connecting with the inner ring road that was within there. Simply put, they used the line of the Monkland Canal, okay. which had been close to navigation in the 1950s. It provided a very obvious route for a road. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the corporation had no requirement for the canal. They had no wish to do anything with it at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, therefore, they were more than happy to convert it to motorway. Um, mm-hmm. There was a there were some campaigns locally um, from people to have it filled in yeah, because a number of children died in it. And it was very <laughs> heavily polluted and filled with all sorts of rubbish. Yeah. So the first thing the corporation did was to procure a contract to pipe the canal, fill the canal in because mm-hmm. the water was used to supply industry around about Town Head and Yeah. Um. and the, the canal itself, there was an aspect of it was, was a natural water course running from the Cope Bridge area. Yeah. Um, so they took the decision to pipe it mm-hmm. rather than just close it off. Um, so over a, a period of a few years, um, a, a large section was, was constructed um, in pipes. Um, mm-hmm. that was the first section was taken really from like Portland Dundas up to Cumbernauld Road Black Hill, mm-hmm. and then there was another stage came later which piped the section from there out to um, just east of Monk, uh, of
1: Balesden. So underneath this Monkland Motorway today, which is the M8, yep. um, there's a canal running in it. There is, and Ooh, with two it, large within...
0: pipes side by side, millions of gallons of water every single day
1: within a yeah which is basically in culvert
0: that's right yeah mm-hmm.
1: yep so, so, so you, you can't really just remove a water course this is one no, of these things in civil engineering you yeah. always need to pipe them away or do something with them. yeah
0: so there's one section of it is gravity driven mm-hmm. and there's another section of it which is pump driven mechanically driven yeah um as well so yeah it's, a, it's an interesting system and it's very mm-hmm. beneath the road and it runs basically either parallel to or beneath the M8 for the entire mm-hmm. line of the uh, of the but mountain the pipes
1: aren't big enough. You can't really take your boat through there, can no. you? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> so, um,
0: no, you certainly wouldn't want to do that. It's certainly, big enough just to, to warn
1: off any of uh, explorers or anyone from everywhere uh, near yeah, that. Yeah, probably about
0: do. as big as as a, if you think of a typical swimming pool slide, like a flume. Mm-hmm. You know, an enclosed um, you know tube. That yeah. you would uh, slide down at a water park or something. It's probably a similar mm-hmm. kind of size to that right um you know just to, to put it into perspective mm-hmm. um and it's it's all very much there so oh,
1: okay.
0: they they piped it they buried mm-hmm. it and the canal was drained and dried out and that provided this nice convenient corridor
1: for a motorway, for a motorway.
0: and the uh, in the in the highway plan they talked uh, quite in quite a bit of discussion about whether it should have been two lanes wide and th- or three lanes wide mm-hmm. and the corporation actually at one point was pushing for a two-lane motorway all right. Why, why would that be? Well, just because the traffic flows weren't expected to hit a peak until much later, and they right. they considered just leaving some additional space available for a, lay, a an extra lane later on. But mm-hmm. uh, thankfully, they had the uh, the foresight to actually go with the I three do. lanes. Yeah.
1: One of the things is we've also got Edinburgh Road yeah, we, that runs yeah. parallel, and I, I think I've heard you saying, you know, before Stuart that um, because it was this wide. Already, this wide road mm. going through the east of the city. Yeah, why did we need this motorway really oh, right. parallel and, and a
0: few people questioned the need for for the Monkland motorway yeah. just, Based on that, yeah, kind of in hindsight, I suppose they were proved right that ultimately that it, you would need a nice quick link away from the city towards Edinburgh. Whatever, of course, you, know? you wouldn't want all that traffic thundering up. No, Edinburgh you need or...
1: you need something restricted access. And like you said, mm. it was pretty easy. Uh, well, see, easy to build. Nothing's easy to build, but it's more yeah. simple to build than the likes of the um, inner ring road or That's
0: right. North. Yeah, absolutely. And mm. uh, you know, it, it works very I mean. well. The See
1: the, see the kind of housing that was in the air I mean all, a lot of these places were, were built um, Easter House and so on in yeah. the 1960s and so on so in a way this kind of tied in with it as oh, well. Oh yeah
0: making it slightly easier to get to the, the city centre from some of these new peripheral schemes Yeah, um, and I suppose the, the thing about the Monkland was the, the demolition was very very minimal mm-hmm. for the Monkland motorway because that existing line was there and there was one or two properties I know there was a pub that was demolished at uh, Easter House Road but there was there wasn't a it's lot not, of
1: demolition. It's not a, a, a section of road that we get any control about nope. generally, I mean it's it's um also one of the best functioning bits of yep. the M eight that's yep. within in the city boundary. I mean mm-hmm. well, since the M seventy four came along. Yeah, definitely. Um very much so it, it works, doesn't it? It does, it works very well. Um talking about some of the features on it, I mean it does have um some rather interesting kind of horizontal geometry at sections. Um you've got the, the the parts where it's actually sixty mile an hour. Yeah. Um it's not complete speed limit, not until you get a little bit further out west. right. Uh, so, yep. Well, East, it would be.
0: Steps Road, yep. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
1: and then it goes back up to to 70 if we're heading in that direction. So, yeah, Yeah. I mean, it it is interesting. It is.
0: Why don't I give us some facts and figures about the the various stages then? I I would love that. Tell you who who did what and when and why. Mm -hmm. All right, so stage one um, was designed by Glasgow Corporation themselves. Now, the Monkland Motorway, and this is an interesting time, maybe just a good time, maybe to mention this interesting fact. That the Monkhold motorway was one piece of the Glasgow Highway puzzle that the corporation um, were determined to de- design themselves. So they had given the Inner Ring Road and the Renfrew motorway out to external consultants. Mm-hmm. So Scott Wilson Kirkpatrick, W.A. Fairhurst, Halkrone Partners, yep. the corporation staff, and, and we know the guy who led the team, um, a- Andy Davis, um, he, he headed up a team in the Corporation uh, Works Department yep. and they were determined that they wanted to do some motorway design and the Monkland was the first section that, that they took forward. Yep. Later, Strathclyde Region Department of Roads mm-hmm. um, when, when when local government reorganisation came in in 1975. Mm-hmm. Now, that's kind of the reason that the Monkland motorway was was constructed later yeah. than the Renfrew. They were originally intended to come on stream at the same time, but there was some... S- it took the corporation just a bit of time to get its team up and running and actually make progress. Mm-hmm. Um, you know on the design of it. Um, you know, so they take a bit of time, but they. Got, I mean, they got there in the end, and the contracts yep. were let. But ultimately, it came in nineteen eighty, and it originally had been envisaged for nineteen seventy-five. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're a bit slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, contract one, stage one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, that was uh, built by Castine Civil Engineering. Yep. Still very much on the go. Uh, at a cost of ten point six million pounds. Which is. Not a bargain, much, probably about 150 million today. Yes, I would think. Yeah, uh, that included the big proven viaduct in front of the gas towers. Yes, at proven. Um, it also included a, a combined railway bridge, uh, and underbridge, um, at junction 14 mm-hmm. for the and Link Road. Yeah, which came along at the same time at the new fruit market to I improve just,
1: access this, to that. Yeah, that's Junction
0: 14. Yep. Yep. Um, it included some of the eastern part of Townhead Interchange, which mm-hmm. hadn't been built as part of the original contract, so the realignment of Alexandra Parade, yeah. the underpass that takes you from the front of the hospital under Alexandra Parade and up the other side to the bus stops and all mm-hmm. that, that was all built as part of that. And you also had the road bridge at Cumbernauld Road which mm-hmm. is quite a large concrete structure yeah. as well. That was built as part of that as well. So mm-hmm. quite a good stretch, quite a long stretch. It, it opened as a dual four-lane motorway with hard shoulders. I believe shoulders. it was
1: one of the first in the UK yeah. to actually open as dual four-lane. Now, that section, as we know it now, is dual five. That's right. And that had, has been the case since the Steps Bypass got plugged yep. in in 1992. Yeah. Um, so there's no hard shoulders there, as you say, but it's five lanes. That's yeah.
0: right. And, and just, as you see, one of the first designed has four-lane motorway. Yeah, you know, so, yeah, so Glasgow yeah. has Glasgow's got so many of these interesting facts, you know. Yes. Uh, moving <laughs> east from there, so Stage 2A, mm-hmm. um, it was completed on the 29th of June 1979. Mm-hmm. Uh, May, I oh, should have said Stage 1, May 30th, 1975. Yeah. Just to round off in of that. So Stage 2A, completed June 29th, 1979 mm-hmm. on a design by Strathclyde Regional Council. Constructed, in this case, by Watlings Civil Engineering. An mm-hmm. old favourite of the Glasgow motorway system, Watlings. Yes. Uh, did Charing Cross and various other parts mm-hmm. as well. Well-regarded contractor. We had a conversation with a, an old um, commercial director mm-hmm. a year or so ago who was who was doing some some work with us and he had worked in the Charing Cross stretch with, with Watlings and he was, they were very well-regarded. Yeah. Uh, did a very good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they were involved in that. Stage 2A only cost $9.5 Mm-hmm. Um, a, a very short stretch when you think about it only went from Cumbernauld Road to Steps Road one junction yep. but it did have that huge retaining wall mm-hmm. at Gartcraig Road
1: that's what I was just about But when I was talking about the, the bends on the road yeah. I was like what is the name of that <laughs> Gartcraig mm-hmm. Road that, that is impressive yep. yeah, going through that.
0: that that is an impressive big structure that it mm-hmm. really is now I read somewhere some, some time about that bend had to be tested by advanced drivers or mm-hmm. military advanced drivers or, or or experienced traffic police or something like that to, well, to figure out
1: really what the speed limit should yeah. be
0: and to determine that the sixty, the proposed sixty mile an hour limit was suitable for it. Mm-hmm. And I believe the outcome of that was that yes, you know, as and that that remains yeah. today.
1: Well, I can say that you know most uh, Audi and BMW drivers test that really in excess of 60 every oh, day. Oh, so in I th- excess I think of it, 70. <laughs> it yeah. does work,
0: yeah. Yes, we have to say it does, although I have seen a few accidents of over the years, generally in poor weather conditions, icy right. conditions, wet conditions, I have But seen is that. speed the factor there, oh, or probably. is it drainage, you know? Uh, probably probably so, a bit of both. Yeah. Probably a bit of both, yes. I know
1: it can be quite wet at times. Yes, so. indeed. Yeah.
0: Um, okay, from there, stage 2B, which... I'm going to say controversially, because we can now, because it's so long ago, mm. that of all the sections of M8 constructed from Hillington to Bailston,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think this is the most poorly constructed section of any of it.
1: All right.
0: Having seen the condition of some of the structures, right. which are identical, I might add to stage 2A. Mm. If you look at the condition of those in the stage 2A section, yep. compare them with those in 2B, my goodness, big difference right. in, in the standard of them today and there was issues with the surfacing in that section within months of the opening as well and a considerable a considerable amount of work had to be done to bring it up to to decent standard and right. that as okay. well That's I, I actually
1: public. don't know this so right. I'm, uh, I'm I'm being educated myself here. <laughs> this isn't some kind of false surprise I'm putting on yeah. that. I'm like really <laughs> that section
0: was built by WC French which became Keir, I believe towards oh, the end right. of the okay. contract I think by the time the contract opened it was Keir construction by mm. that stage um, so yeah and it opened on the April, 20th, April the April 25th 1980 again on a design by Strathclyde region that was a cost of 12.5 million now that is a bit higher the ground conditions in there were horrendous there was a lot of peat that had to be removed
1: yeah
0: uh, particularly between junction 10 and 11 now, if you're ever going from um, from east to west or west to east and you pass junction 10 to 11 you'll mm-hmm. see these big shallow slopes on either side mm-hmm. now there was two reasons for that one was the ground conditions and the slope stabilisation and the second was they were making an allowance for a possible future connection to the North Link motorway, Yeah. Um, which would have gone from yeah, there you, right across to... You do to,
1: notice these very wide verges yeah. through there, and that's mm-hmm. one of the one of the reasons. You know, Again, look at the big map that we have for the highway plan or the GGTS, and you yeah. can see that. You'll you know? see that
0: in there. Um, f- remarkable features about Stage 2B. Um, there's none, really. <laughs> um, it's a fairly nondescript section of road. It was widened recently to four lanes on the eastbound side.
1: Yes, um, that's right. I mean we, we it's got high mass lighting. It's got high mass lighting. It has lighting Glasgow means. Gantries it in does. one in one direction yeah. still. Um to be honest with you. It has
0: a large railway bridge. Yes. Um where the Easterhouse to Coatbridge Bridge railway line mm-hmm. passes beneath the motorway. That was probably the largest structure on that section.
1: It's one of these things that nobody realizes is there, yeah. isn't it? You know <laughs> give over it. So And
0: that marked the city boundary. That was a corporation boundary yeah. at that point. So the, the non trunk section of motorway mm-hmm. ended there and then it became and then it became trunk so that. Scottish Office had another scheme mm-hmm. which was called the Bielston Interchange to City Boundary Link yeah um, it cost 6.5 million pounds mm-hmm. that was designed by Babty Sean Morton a mm-hmm. favourite of the Scottish Office in Lanark County they designed all of Baleston Interchange
1: mm-hmm. and um,
0: it was um, it was constructed by Cementation Construction mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure what happened to them. They were involved not in not one sure. or two other schemes as well. But
1: well, I, what is so funny about all this, right? Is because I mean, it's, you know, Stuart, we we worked uh all over these places. Yeah. And I can tell. I mean, the drivers might not notice this, but when you're working on the ground in these places, you can tell the difference <coughs> in areas between different contracts and schemes purely by the difference in the ironwork, some of the curbs, some <laughs> of the things. You're like, well, hold on, why is this all different? It's all yeah. standard here, but mm-hmm. no, it was it was different stuff. Yeah. And it was it was funny that
0: one other thing about two B, um, mm. section two B is that it still has some. Of the original orange hard shoulder left on the westbound side Yeah, that's still there so you yeah. can still see that ar- that was something
1: ar- you used to see so much of oh, yeah. decades mm-hmm. decades gone you don't see it now no you really don't no.
0: um so so that kind of covers the, the the majority of the Monkland motorway
1: well it's probably good to talk about the funny bit of road underneath Bayliston. um it's the whole thing is Bailaston it's, it's changing you know, a massive interchange Yes, um, one but, of the biggest in Scotland. But the, at the lowest level, it, it, it is <clears> the <throat> biggest in Scotland. Um, but the the lowest part of it, which is the M8 that goes underneath it, I think was actually one of the last pieces that's, to go in. Under. Right. That
0: was that section that was built as part of that Baleson Interchange to city boundary. Mm. That scheme completed Baleson Interchange, which mm-hmm. had been open since nineteen seventy two as part of the M seventy three. It was
1: basically the seventy three going over the top That's for right. a lot of the years and, but and with
0: the, all the earthworks done
1: to allow for the M eight to come through later. Exactly. So yeah. it's a four level interchange, is that right? It's four level and the difference in height between the highest level, which mm-hmm. is the link road, which yep. we call the high loop, mm-hmm. which goes mm-hmm. between the M eight and the M seventy three in the bottom, is I believe it's actually one of the highest ramps in It'll the world. It could yeah. easily
0: be forty ish meters above the, mm-hmm. the lowest point, which probably makes it the highest. Yeah. Possibly from, from the lowest point to the highest. Anyway. There
1: was a, there was a debate going on in a certain roads forum about this, to be honest with you, and I do believe that Baylison might have might have I just think so. chinked it, to I be honest you. We'll be need surprised. to get out there with a laser one day and check yeah, it Yeah, <laughs> get it all checked,
0: yeah. <laughs> Bailson Interchange is obviously an extensive complex. Um very, very big, a number yeah. of roads, 889, 888, M eight, M seventy three um mm-hmm. very busy not perfect but extensive and impressive in a way
1: john Cullen was never a fan of it was he no um when we spoke about this at a talk he found that it was very big in yeah. the land take of the area. i mean they did have the space to do it the thing is with that junction is it is i what's sort always of annoying is it doesn't have certain connections i mean yeah. m8 uh eastbound, Northbound, which which would be a
0: very easy connection yeah. to add yeah and i never, know it's not added
1: i get it now that we have the steps bypass and anybody going north who's heading east takes the the m80 but see, before that yeah see
0: john colin didn't buy that because he was very much of the opinion that the connection should be provided where where you could if you had yeah. if there was space available and there was no reason why you couldn't then he would have put mm-hmm. one in and, and baleson was a classic it case certainly of makes that.
1: it easier when he coming up with a diversion route it makes oh, your network yeah. far more resilient indeed you know um, but it has got undergone quite a lot of alteration. I mean, lately, I mean, it has had a couple of roundabouts added to it. Yeah, yeah, Swinton, you know, Swinton and, Swinton and Barghetti roundabouts yep. have been mm-hmm. added to it, and that has actually improved the overall connectivity of it somewhat.
0: I suppose it has because it's now connected with the E eight as E8. well. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> but it was always connected with the A, but now we've got the M8, so you, you do have a yeah, couple more red aye, so there. You,
0: Yeah, Aye, it's, a, it's an interesting one. I, really I, like,
1: yeah. I think the way the, the interchange has been landscaped very good. Yeah, it's lit yep. by high mast line, and it has the wonderful feature lighting. It
0: does. The Scottish Power sponsored feature lighting for the 1990 Glasgow City of Culture year. Mm-hmm. Um, still there, still functioning. Yeah, i'd like to see that we have a part in that
1: yeah it was some resuscitation job we had to do on that yep, some we... major
0: resuscitation cpr almost <laughs> levels of, of uh, arm twisting required but
1: we got there and it's we got it there we got it on it's lovely so when you see those lights coming in you think oh a
0: wonderful gateway to the city yeah it is uh, it's really everyone, really appreciates, cool. it. everyone appreciates it everyone appreciates it anybody who drives under that sees that lighting and thinks that is really nice you don't <laughs> normally see that on a motorway what feature a nice welcoming lighting. feature to Glasgow.
1: Feature lighting is something that just it doesn't really happen anymore. And we're talking about even like rock cuttings that used yeah. to be illuminated. They're doing away with all that because it's a maintenance yeah. night. Well,
0: we have to fight hard to keep these things. And yeah, if anybody like does it. like the feature lighting at Baleson, please drop us an email. Let us know. It's yeah. always good to know that people do appreciate these things. So if there's ever any threat to these things, we can take away We, all can, we can use that see, as
1: evidence. People <laughs> like it. Let's keep it, please. Yes, don't take away the lighting. It's also got daffodils, which is lovely.
0: It has wonderful, thousands <laughs> of daffodils. <laughs> Please every spring, the there are tens of thousands of daffodils appear yeah. there every year, and I think they are fantastic. Yeah, they just add something to that area that you I just know. don't see anywhere else. And they hark back to a time when the people doing the work actually cared about how the motorway fitted in with its surroundings.
1: Yes, and it and Bellison. Is no better example of that. Absolutely, probably the best example of that. Well, look, uh, I mean, I felt we've spoken a lot about Bailhache when we spoke about the seventy three. Um, so why don't we why don't we move on and talk about this funny section that goes from Bailhache all the way to Newhouse? Yes, and there's so, a
0: long sorry saga behind well, this.
1: What's the best way we go about this then? So well, let's talk about why this. Was just a dual carriageway yeah. for many years. That's what, a good that's start?
0: a good starting point because people always say, "Well, it was that bit." Of it was. It's
1: been the gap. It was yes. our Cumberland Gap, wasn't it? But it was simple.
0: Okay, that was the last section of old A8 to be upgraded before they started building everything as motorway. So, 1961, mm-hmm. that whole stretch from Bealsen to Newhouse was grade separated. They spent quite a lot of money on it. Yeah, and they then started building sections of motorway on either side. Now, the decision to build the entire route to motorway was made in 1963.
1: Uh, right. So they just finished doing this yeah. lovely new dual carriageway and went, oh, hold on a minute, we want a yeah. blue line now. And then
0: they made the decision, okay, so it was always going to be the last section because ah. when they started building the motorway, that was the best bit of the whole network. You yeah. know, now it was first decided that that section would definitely be upgraded to motorway in mm-hmm. 1974. Yeah. And the original intention was that construction on it would start by 1980, mm-hmm. shortly after the completion of Bales and Interchange and would run as far as Drum Park. Yeah. In a
1: small first phase. Is that the old Bargetty Junction? Bargeti, show, showcase, showcase Junction, junction. yeah. It's still there, so we yeah. would have had a
0: first phase from there to Bargeti, Yeah. And that would have been dual three-lane motorway and a new railway bridge. Mm-hmm. Online, an online upgrade. So built yeah. over the existing route. And then that would have been progressively continued until it met the M8 mm-hmm. at Newhouse. Junction okay. 6, yeah. So, as is often the case, political changes, reductions mm-hmm. in spending and funding. That yeah. comes along in 1979. So nothing happens initially. Okay. By 1988, Strathclyde Regional Council, mm-hmm. working for the Scottish office, because it's a a non, it's a trunk version mm-hmm. of, of the road. It's a trunk road, not a non-trunk road. Strathclyde Region, working on their behalf, come up with design which is partially online, partially offline. And that is a dual 3 lane motorway running from Baleson Interchange all the way up to Newhouse. And that would have a, an interchange at Shellhead, yeah. um, Burgedy,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um Chapel Hall, yeah. and Newhouse.
1: I like how you've left out Eurocentral because there was no there Eurocentral. There
0: was no Eurocentral at that time. Yeah. Now for whatever reason, it wasn't considered a priority. And, and in fairness, traffic in that corridor wasn't really a problem until the nineteen nineties.
1: No, as you say it was probably the best bit of the road that wasn't motorway and it was working and there were loads <clears> of <throat> other areas, Stuart, that needed done. That's I mean right. you're talking about look at look at the Monklands. Yeah, know? Exactly. So hmm.
0: now for whatever reason that nineteen eighty eight scheme did not happen. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, traffic growth in the corridor. Really increased it. Really ramped up in the early nineties as the commuter belt started to grow and more people travelled to Glasgow or Edinburgh or whatever. Mm-hmm. Congestion was a regular feature on that section yeah. of Joe carriageway, and various things. Various things they, they did included closing the gaps in the middle to prevent right-hand turns because you could turn right into farm accesses and things. Yeah. Um. They, they, they took all those away mm-hmm. first of all, and um, that made a bit of a difference. Mm-hmm. It helped the accident rate a bit, but. In the event of accidents or breakdowns, there was no hard shoulder, so mm-hmm. you were talking a lane restriction causing absolute chaos for, for hours yeah. at a time. So they knew something had to be done. Mm-hmm. So by 1993-94, mm-hmm. they had redevised that 1988 scheme and made mm-hmm. it a bit more extensive. And by this time, they had decided, you know what, we really need the parallel distributor road here for local traffic. Yes. There's a lot of local traffic across Warwickshire using this to get across the county. So people going from Newhouse to Coat Bridge, Burgedy mm-hmm. to Cote Bridge. Because there are no other suitable routes like that in Lanarkshire,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or in that, <coughs> excuse me, in that part of Central Lanarkshire, a lot of people were using it. So they decided to keep the road, that distributor road and have a, a mostly offline. <coughs> mm-hmm. <coughs> it's, my throat's starting to go, I hope you've not given me some. Um, <laughs> it's all so, right, just have uh, some water. Yeah. It's there. <laughs> it's uh, running parallel to that. So uh, <coughs>
1: Watching you struggle here. It's yeah. a shame. So
0: they, they decided to to build this section of motorway, a 3 motorway, and keep the A8. 1995 comes along they start uh, contract negotiations and they decide that that's going to be a design build finance and operate
1: uh, a DBFO DBFO
0: so private finance pay for the road and maintain it for 30 years not only that but their traffic modelling determined that there would be a bottleneck created at Newhouse if they Mm -hmm. built it and just tacked it onto the existing two lane motorway Mm -hmm. so they said you know what we're going to widen the M8 all the way to Edinburgh anyway, so why don't we just build uh,
1: a section of 3 lane motorway from Newhouse to Shots at the same time? That's right, because the scheme looks... I mean, I've seen the plans for this scheme that you're talking about. It looks similar to actually what we ended up with now, yep. but it doesn't go as far as Shots. It
0: doesn't go as far as Shots, and that is a real shame, because we do have a bit of a
1: bottleneck there. Yeah, not every day, but some days.
0: Right. I've noticed Some mornings, there is some queuing on the eastbound side as the traffic
1: merges yeah. there. So what what killed this then? I mean, it's it's, it's oh. the nineties. Everything's great, but, yeah. but something happened. Same the right old night.
0: story. New political um, uh, oh, system yes. set up. A new deal for um, transport. Yeah, Labour government comes in nineteen eighty seven. They review all uh, transport projects, I believe. Scotland the time, and England. yeah. Scotland included, and uh, they decide no. Let's uh, let's not oh. proceed with that. Let's review the corridor again because even though there's traffic queued there yeah, we really need to think about it again and delay everything by another five years. Yeah. So they brought in, they instigated the Central Scotland Corridor Study, which looked at the M80, the M8 and the M74. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, three years later, what does it tell them? Yeah, mm-hmm. you really need this. Yeah. But traffic was so bad in the interim period that they really had to do some of the corridor. And from 2002 to 2004, they completely rebuilt that carriageway. It was at the end of its useful life, 40 That's years old. That's right.
1: Um, so this is when the shoulders got yep. added, and the and the central barrier was yep. put in concrete. Yeah. So
0: they added the hard shoulders. Uh, they they concreted up the central barrier, and they also added a roundabout shell head at showhead mm-hmm. at the north side of showhead to try and improve traffic flow there. Which, yeah. to one really didn't make a huge difference. That cost 25 million. It was designed by Scott Wilson. It was built by Balfour Beatty mm-hmm. I remember. Remember it well. um It caused a lot of chaos for the time when it was when it was happening, but it, but but it did make a difference when it was finished. But traffic mm-hmm. was still going. Yeah, Showhead had
1: been tinkered with. A slip oh. road had been added prior to that, yeah. wasn't it, to to allow the kind of westbound traffic onto the seventy-five south.
0: Yeah, the fact that Showhead Junction was left so what for yeah. in that condition for so yeah. long, it's a bit of a national disgrace, to be honest. Mm. It really is
1: probably acceptable for sixties traffic levels, yeah, though. <laughs> <laughs> for yeah, what happened all
0: those old junctions in the A8 were very so 60s style
1: we get our hard shoulders and everything that improves the resilience a little bit but yeah. it, it didn't really solve the problem of no. capacity I mean the, the road from I mean, I remember it obviously mm-hmm. um, it, it was horrendous yeah
0: so the corridor study then determined okay yeah let's go on let's let's build this road and it took another seven years just to get the thing moved yeah. and actually started
1: there were bigger projects that happened before it I mean we've got to remember <clears throat> we've had the uh, M80 upgrades we've yeah. also had M74 as yeah. well you yeah. know so
0: uh, and what, what we ended up with remained private finance, I might add. So yeah. the, the original political reason for cancelling the 1995 scheme was that it was private finance and it wasn't mm-hmm. good. We ended up using private finance anyway.
1: And, and got it, but 20 not, years going, lost. not going as far as... A the, shots. As shots, yeah. So we've ended up with something that I will say right now, apart from you mentioning it, but does work. It very, does. It does work yeah. very well. Mm-hmm. I mean, the journey time savings through that, I've I've personally experienced about 20, 20 30 minutes at times. Yeah, yeah. Savings going through there. Um. Junction design, what do you think of all this that they've done with the, the kind of parallel carriageways and stuff mm, like that?
0: It's interesting because a lot of people aren't aware that the reason there's limited access to the M8 is that it was prioritised for national traffic and for so regional traffic. So what you're saying about like the
1: traffic. M8 that's obviously in the middle, we're talking about yeah. the section between Junction 6 and and kind of, uh your head or something, and yeah. Eurocentral, the MHC Express line.
0: Yeah, that's right. I mean, you get so many people, so many, my goodness, idiots, that, that come west and they end up driving past Junction Six, mm-hmm. and then they suddenly think, "Oh my goodness, I can't get I back wanted off to get anywhere. Off at Eurocentral. I need to go all the way down to Beels, and they come all the way back."
1: Well, you know? funny story for you. Um, I work in the east, and often after work, when I come through here to meet you, Stuart, um, I I come through here, and of course, I've got to get off to 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 use the junction that's yeah. uh, most appropriate to where you live. And today. I forgot. <gasps> I had to go all the way oh, to Baylistan. I, I, no. I did. I chuckled to myself because I thought, how no. apt we're going to be talking about no. this today. So do you know what? Um, pay attention uh, because it is easy yeah. to do. So you've got to remember to kind of, okay, if I'm using any of these local junctions yeah. before Bayliston, I need to come off at Newhouse and use the distributor road. That's right. So,
0: I mean, Lanarkshire needed that road kept. Yeah. The distributor road works I a mean, for movements like it that. It does.
1: I mean, there's so much. It was junction hopping that was going on that road oh, prior aye. to People yeah. quickly coming on at Newhouse, going off at Chapel mm-hmm. Hall, yep. Central prior Turn, but uh you know
0: it has helped that definitely oh, has d- helped. definitely
1: yeah i mean there's, people, oh, there's too many roundabouts or whatever but um you know that's that's just the way it is
0: it is it is but it, works, it all works very well
1: and surehead has been huge improvement there has been a, oh, has been a sl- i mean the offline section i really can't find any criticism with that i mean no. that has that's that seems to work very well i've never been held up on that mm-hmm. this is the new section obviously between belliston and surehead yeah um the only thing is it has created a bit of a plug effect doesn't it i mean a lot of this traffic yeah. now can freely move through yeah. and um you know roads i know there was associated network improvements with this scheme such as the widening of the 73 and the 74 but you know traffic can move much quicker into yeah Glasgow now. that's true that's so, very very true yeah yeah um I don't know what else to say in it Stuart I don't know if think I don't know.
0: I mean next month we'll continue east we'll, we'll keep going east I mean I know we are the Glasgow to be archive gonna... but we do look at the, the road all the way out to Hart Hill yeah. so we could talk about some of that we might talk about something beyond and we might talk about the potential future for the route as well yeah definitely so that's coming up so yeah Uncle we all done Nick Bales and the Newhouse all done
1: there's the story any questions ask us yeah let us know mm. shall we move on I think we shall what's next
0: well, next we have our From the Archive, From the archive. And we both have a copy here of our Clyde Tunnel Main North Approach Opening Commemorative Booklets. you
1: chose this for me, didn't you? Because it's got uh, my favourite junction. It's one out. of your favourites.
0: Oh, John's battering oh, the microphone. Goodness sake. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. Um, it turned 50 on the 9th of April.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it was a crucial piece of infrastructure mm-hmm. linking the north portal of the tunnel with Belshagri Avenue and Crow Road for the first time up to Annie's on Cross. Um... Only cost two million, mm-hmm. a mere drop in the ocean, but rather impressively contains all of the white inch
1: interchange. Well this is funny, isn't it? Because this this scheme, this Clyde Tunnel North Approach Road, is not a Clyde Tunnel scheme. No, it and it's not a Clydeside expressway scheme. That's right. But it's how the tunnel linked to the expressway and you know Crow Road. And yeah, exa- yeah
0: and Crow Road exactly. Yeah. So this booklet's rather interesting. It's short. It's not one of the bigger booklets for the Glasgow Schemes, which maybe, considering it as such a small-scale thing... I know there's yeah. bigger
1: schemes that don't have books. That's true. Just, they, they were immensely yeah. proud of this for some yeah. reason. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh,
0: now, I should take this opportunity yeah. to say that if people want to go through the book, as, mm-hmm. we, as we're talking about it, or later, go on to the blogs and podcasts page mm-hmm. of the website. Mm-hmm. I have already uploaded a copy of the book for you all to see. So <gasps> it's if you a good go book. on there, yep, you'll, there's a link to the page on the homepage. Get a look there and you can see the book for yourself.
1: Yeah, I would recommend it. It's good. I remember when we got our hands on this one. Yep,
0: yeah, so it has the usual um, features of a book from that time. The names of all the councillors on the committee are listed, mm-hmm. uh, no photographs of the provost or anybody else in this one. No, um, I'm guessing it didn't have a particularly special opening. Perhaps given that it was so small, they didn't feel it, yeah, was, it was really
1: worth it. The tunnel probably it, took all the yeah. Yeah,
0: it has some really really good photographs in it. Uh, I mean, this is one of yeah. these controversial schemes where the where Barton Road crosses over it. They demolished a whole chunk of tenements in the middle and kept mm. the tenements on either side. Yeah, and that 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 situation remains the same today. And there's a good mm. photo in there on page three. Which illustrates that rather well, with the road just running right up the middle. Yeah. Um, construction, incidentally, began in November nineteen sixty. Sorry, in March nineteen sixty-seven,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we opened to traffic in the 9th of April nineteen sixty-nine. That was five months ahead of schedule. Five months. Unheard of now. Unheard of now. Five (laughs) months ahead of schedule. Again, constructed by Balfour Beatty. Excellent contractor. So many Glasgow motorway schemes under their belt. And this was under design by William Halcrow and Partners. Mm -hmm. Now, they only were involved in the design of two projects in Glasgow Clydeside
1: Expressway Expressway and the North Approach.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they were another glasgow or scottish based consultant at that time mm. so they got the piece of the pie as well it's
1: that's quite true. funny because uh, the original design for the junction in this is uh kind of the scott wilson version had it as a kind of roundabout didn't they yeah absolutely. and then this was taken forward and revised so what we have we have spoken about this junction before actually when we were speaking about the clyde tunnel and talking about the express we were talking about this white inch interchange and yeah how and it's quite complex looking isn't it But right. it's, it's built a very certain yeah. way and, and and this 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 annoys me a lot of people can be oh that was built that part next to the park
0: blah 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 blah, blah. And i'm just going to tell you people think that the corporation did not care about what was going mm-hmm. on around about in this area in this book i'm going to read to you about this book it says okay. from the time the motorway op- from the sorry the project opened so it says the design of the white inch interchange um was determined by certain controls mm-hmm. so the need to preserve the scheduled terraced houses on the east side of boshagri drive which was, says here, formerly Balshagri Avenue, mm. and to curtail as much as possible the encroachment into Victoria Park. They cared about the park. They didn't want yeah. the park to disappear. That's why the junction sits at that funny angle. Yeah. Says here, the design of the interchange provides for all free-flow traffic movements, with the exception of that between west and north. It was not economically possible to provide this for such a small movement um, in this direction. Mm. Um, and the expense of elevated construction, which would have been required, Small volume of traffic involved is catered for at light-controlled junctions north and west of the interchange.
1: Yeah, that's so, right. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. you know, so so nice and simple
1: there. You know you know something do you remember um a few years ago now we were in the mitchell stewart and we came across a box of photos of the construction of the scheme we right? did yeah and they're fantastic one of them there's such a poignant shot she this row of terraced houses and then this gap yeah <laughs> where it's clearly gonna go i know, you know? It, it's in, it, um, actually
0: it says here john just another fact to throw in there it says oh. that this section of bush avenue um north of victoria park drive mm-hmm. Um, that was widened to dual carriageway by the city's highways department internally. Um uh, d- d- directly at that stage. Um as we know that's all that's all still there, running up towards Crew Road.
1: Yeah, I that's right. I re- Yes, yeah, so I'm sort of visualizing where you're talking about now. That's right.
0: That's the section from just after the north approach, from there up to the you know the fork junction where Crow Road comes mm. in from the right, just before the, the twin railway
1: bridges at Jordan yeah. Hill. See that that I know we're not going to talk about this, but I do feel that this whole white <laughs> interchange was a bit let down by the fact that the road to the north, uh, it was never upgraded to the Crow Road Expressway.
0: Yeah, yeah, no. that was a Strathclyde Region feeling. Yes, um, mm-hmm. th- that was that could have been pushed it should have been I mean, pushed that section through
1: I mean, jordan hill you know so yeah, that's kind yeah. of that that
0: really could have been improved and there's a whole raft of political reasons for that that's a story gone. for another day oh my goodness yeah <laughs> really
1: really is yeah but no it's what, uh, what's your person. opinions of Inch? what as a as a driver or as a, just in general of it both or? Um, as a driver, it's actually quite intimidating when you first first use it and go around it. But I did come to love it uh, in the in the fact that you know when you get used to something, it's got one of these classic kind of old fashioned things where you've got a shared merge and diverge, so you're merging with traffic while that's coming off and vice versa. Yeah. What I quite like about it though is um, it functions very well. Um, I yeah, of course I've been caught in queues in it, but that's normally because of something with the tunnel. Mm-hmm. But nope. Never really had any issues on it. I've actually not known of really any accidents on it. To be to be honest with you, people seem to kind of behave themselves on the interchange. Personally, being a fan of 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 the whole setup round there, I do like it. I think it's I think it's fun. I had a lot of fun researching it too, and when, uh, when we were starting out doing a lot of the stuff on the side Expressway
0: yeah absolutely. What about you? yeah, yeah it's, it's interesting it's interesting it does it's job although uh,
1: it's it's really blooming unusual though isn't it yeah. it is an unusual junction and it is this weird shape because they had to save Squeeze a bit of the park and save yeah. some of the houses and... yeah
0: so it's well squeezed in it's a good so
1: appreciate it next time you go around it you know
0: yeah it could be doing my tidy up writing off Mm. If anybody from Glasgow City Council is listening, please go in there and give the. You know, give oh, I'm sure clean.
1: anyone from Glasgow City Council has a notepad ready for when we're on here. I mean, yeah, oh, so. yep, yep. <laughs> you know, <laughs> get, get it t-
0: give, give it a wee tidy up. You know, get get it all tidy we up. Use the
1: there's subways that go underneath it. We we did That's have right. a walk through them. They're quite long, aren't they? They are. Yep. So it's mm-hmm. a whole little network of things going on. It's worth there. a
0: visit if you've never been. You can get around it on foot. Recommend you mm. go up, park up the Road, and go for a walk. Yeah. Have a, a look at some of the structures and underpasses. It's well worth a visit. Yeah, It's good,
1: and it fits. You know, another thing actually just fits in with the area doesn't it it does so yeah, it does. Degree, it really does. it's not too too wacky
0: yeah anyway so yeah we recommend that again if you want to have a look at the book itself go onto to the website you can see it all on there um it's all easily
1: um found yes you can also see more about it on the Clyde Tunnel page just oh little... yeah, yeah the Clyde Tunnel, no, page. Clyde Tunnel page or the Clydesdale Expressway page it's on one of them we've got too many pages now yeah we have I know <laughs> I know but it is on there right do you want to do you want to crack on and do the question? Question time. Question time, indeed. Yeah. Right, the first question um, is from Rene. Um, so, the question. Yeah, I
0: didn't know how to pronounce that, Rene. Rene.
1: Rene. I am just going to say Rene. Rene. From Twitter. From Twitter. There we go. So, <clears throat> the question is Had Bruce's report been accepted, would you implement any of the recommendations to improve traffic flows through the city? So is this this is the Bruce report 1945, yeah, this is a
0: 1945 one. 1. This was a controversial one with well, the demolition of the city center. No, I think the highway plan design that came following Bruce in 1965 mm-hmm. Scott Wilson I think that was a far superior highway plan.
1: Yeah.
0: Um Bruce's was basic it was outlandish. Yeah. By 1940 yeah. standards the Scott Wilson design that came along 15 years later was more it, grounded in it, actual engineering it
1: was but it's funny with these plans aren't they because it the city was an, in in an extreme situation yeah and when you often find yourself in extreme situations you come across extreme solutions and i think bruce report is a good example of that yeah you yeah know? yeah um but i i sometimes like things that are a bit quirky it's certainly very interesting and you know what i'd love it if we maybe spoke a bit more about the Bruce report at some point that because could be, there's, yeah, we could do there's that. lots of things. I mean we do have it. It's a very rare yes. thing to have, you know. That's all well vaulted It's away. like our kind of Ark of the Covenant that. Yeah. Like, uh, not ooh, very much know.
0: in the old folio of drawings especially. I suppose to uh, to answer the question though, that that mm. I, I kinda I kinda dodged the question there. <laughs> the east an east flank on a south flank, a route around the east and south of the city centre. Yes. That would be one thing that I would implement.
1: Yeah, yeah. definitely.
0: Even even at a surface level. You know, not, not, even not necessarily an urban motorway, just something
1: that improved so high street. Yeah, even something that cut and cover tunnel. Yeah. You know, you could bury these things now and yeah. then nobody moans about them. Yeah. So th- yeah, that answers that one. Yeah, no, so some of the things, okay. Well, we'll move on to the next question. Uh, this is from Neil Collinson on Facebook. So what junction on the Glasgow motorway network, in your opinion, just doesn't work and what would you do to change it?
0: I have two in mind <laughs> and I'm not sure which one to pick.
1: I am going to go hmm. with... You can pick one that didn't work and then was improved. How about that?
0: Oh, the one I was thinking of.
1: Sorry, I'm changing your question there, Neil. But okay, we'll, we'll try it a couple of different ways. The, the so.
0: one that I'm thinking of has never really worked because the rest of the system wasn't built. Yeah, I'm going to go with it. Anderson mm-hmm. Cross.
1: Yeah, okay. Very much so. So you're, you're thinking on the lines of the expressway traffic. Clydeside Expressway eastbound to M8 connection. Yeah, and that causes a lot of traffic. Oh, yeah. Terrific. Uh, how, though? You know, it's a lot. I mean, the, the junction <clears throat> is already, what, three levels, yeah, isn't it? Because we've got the surface streets, we've got the M8, and then we've got stop but,
0: but you've got traffic signals for traffic want to join the M8. Now, because we didn't build the south and east flanks, mm-hmm. traffic goes onto the M8 and goes north yeah, through Channel right. Cross because that's the, the, the easiest way onto the motorway network for them. Mm-hmm. If the network had been constructed as it was supposed to have been... <clears throat> It would have been free-flow connection from expressway to Kingston Bridge to South Flak to East Flag to Hampton Motorway and beyond.
1: I've seen this. It's like a large directional interchange they would have planned there. Yeah. yeah.
0: And that would all that would all have worked. But because that section didn't get built, we're left with most traffic trying to join the M8. Yeah. Having to go via the signalised section. Um, because of the weaving of traffic coming on from Finiston mm-hmm. and traffic moving over to get up onto the high loop that takes you from, or the stop cross on ramp from mm-hmm. the Clyde Expressway to the Kingston Bridge southbound. Yeah. There's a lot of confusion. The delays there.
1: Are, I mean, I, it's a junction I've suffered quite a bit. But you know what? I've never blamed it on the M8. And I think that's... Um, you know, yeah. Neil Scratch, he said Glasgow Motorway Network, so Yurton. Um, <laughs> Yurton. <time. laughs> um again, not really the junction's fault, but I've I've always had a bit of criticism with Proven. Proven. So a couple of things. For the M eighty joints. Yeah, a couple of things at this junction. If oh. you if you're heading westbound on this junction and you come off at Proven, right, to basically go down onto oh. the surface streets there's this Silly little arrangement where there should be a roundabout or signals or something. And is you very, hit very that yeah. T
0: junction at the end of that slip road. Nope. That's a Glasgow. That's a clear Glasgow City Council problem. Get a <laughs> mini roundabout in there. Stop dithering. Just get it done. Traffic problem solved.
1: Mm. That's not a feeling I'm, of. I'm the... hoping that some engineer has thought of this already. Oh. And there's some very clever reason why he can't do it, and he can tell us why. But no, I agree. One thing to remember about Proven is I'm looking over at the the map here of that what could have been map, yeah. and that was of course where the East Link Motorway was going to be. Yeah, yeah. So there was going to be this direct connection there, <laughs> and that's why there's such a big viaduct there and everything. Yeah. It, it would have was made a free cool. flow
0: slip road from the M8 West to the south, uh, East Link South. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. With those
1: things, other junctions that I think are. Um, I mean I mean Hillington to be honest with you is a junction that was bad but is now a bit better. Yeah. But a lot of traffic uses that to be honest with mm. you that comes on there. I'm not a fan of the junction at Arcleston which is Renfrew Road.
0: No that's that's not ideal given the traffic flows now either. No,
1: I'm I'm not not it's not so much the floods, it's just it's some of the navigation that the that junction was done to, be honest, to conserve housing, I believe, on it, both it, sides. It yeah, it was. And it's also a very difficult thing to upgrade.
0: Yeah, it is. Now, I'm going to mention one more. I, have to, I can't let it go.
1: We, we're all, we'll have a separate podcast for Glasgow Bad Junctions, I think. Kingston
0: to M74, the lack of connection. Oh, yeah. That was political yeah. vandalism. <laughs> Ruling that out. <laughs> Strathclyde region had that in their proposals. Scottish executive at the time, 2003, mm-hmm. said no, mm-hmm. because it'll overload the Kingston Bridge. Uh, Kingston Bridge, I'm sorry to tell you, already was overloaded. It already yeah. had its maximum number of vehicles. It wasn't going to get any worse. And what happened? People make the manoeuvre anyway on the surface the street.
1: They come off where the ski ramps are and go around, don't they? Or they go off at Tradeson and kind of go around. The kind madness. Of Absolute and that, yeah. madness. Um, for I the sake that of that an extra
0: 30 million or something, it would have cost it. The 792 million whole scheme cost, buttons.
1: Oh, wait. This question's just... Um, Glasgow Inner Network. It's not just M8. So I mean, we could slag off everything on oh, the seventy seven, right. well, couldn't we? And, um, you and could. A,
0: I mean, the break name so. Yeah, I think we're going to have to have a a, a right. discussion on bad junctions because this question could take us to answer.
1: Neil, you don't know what you've done here. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> thanks for that, Neil. <laughs> we for that, really Neil. appreciate it. That was that was actually <laughs> a really good question. I like yeah, that yeah. Right. So the next one is from Michael Allen, also on Facebook. Yeah. Michael asked, "Was there ever a choice in the design of the, <gasps> the Kingston Bridge?" Yes.
0: What really do you mean, what, did,
1: they, did they think of something well, like a big cable stayed thing or well, a low-down there one? were
0: some considerations of various this Is this just, just a, different, a
1: different way it looked? Yeah. Mean. Right,
0: okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Go onto the website, go to the blogs and um, podcast page, mm-hmm. and you'll see two images there, because they relate to what I'm just about to tell you about.
1: So you've put these on specially yes, for this question. I went right into the archive and dug yeah. them out, and there are oh, two that's cool.
0: Um, artists' visualisations of what the Kingston Bridge could have been. And it's the W. E. Fairhurst design, which included a low-level bridge mm-hmm. and a high-level bridge. So there was mm-hmm. a bridge in the bottom for surface street traffic and yeah. a bridge in the top for motorway traffic. Mm-hmm. And it's an open spandrel arch bridge. Fantastic. It is a stunning-looking design. And uh, you'll see that there's a, a lower-level bridge suspended from it by cables now mm-hmm. the only reason that didn't really proceed was because the Clyde Navigation Authority oh they went absolutely mad when, when such a thing was proposed because it meant they wouldn't be able to get big ships upstream of the bridge and they couldn't dredge it because they felt that that was still important and as we know now that, that just doesn't happen now because various bridges have been built more than that um to the, to the west of Kingston now, but at that yeah. time, that was still important to them. But it's an iconic image. The two of them really That's aren't. Good. Think that you, you, that, you need yeah. to check that out. That would probably have been really good for traffic flows as well because it would have kept some traffic off the bridge up yeah. above or away from Victoria Bridge in, in the city centre yeah, or around the other Jamaica it. Bridge. You know, it would have been mm-hmm.
1: really good for that. The cyclists would have loved it. Of course they
0: would have, yeah. yeah. And there was a proposal came later which kind of mimicked it, which we'll discuss another day. <laughs> um, so yeah, go on there. You'll see those images. They are stunning. So That's that was good. the alternative design.
1: Ah, oh, that's really good. So, well, um, it's uh, it's that time for our regulars to chirp in with some questions. So, uh, not for the first time, we've got a Robert Jennings from Facebook. Uh, this time, Robert's asking, what was the rationale behind the 50-mile-an-hour zone on the M8 just at the airport that only lasts for around a the quarter of a mile westbound? Mm,
0: I don't know the definitive answer on this. My own personal opinion or speculation might be that given the alignment of the road um, the bend there, um and the fact that there used to be slender columns on the structures may have been a factor. Mm. That that was changed a few years ago, but the 50 remains. It could also be just an emerging traffic coming on from it St James. It
1: wasn't always 50. It was 60 throughout there, was it not? Once. A once upon a time. Was that during the
0: works at the Cart Viaduct?
1: I can't remember. I just heard yeah. anecdotally.
0: I, I, honestly, Robert, I simply don't know the actual answer for that.
1: Mm-hmm. Because it, it does, I get where Robert said it does seem silly. So. See, see it this way. You're going at 70 miles an hour coming from Glasgow. Yeah. And you're heading west. Yeah. You then get to 60 for the white car. I mean, that's fine. Yeah. Right? Then it goes down to 50. Right. And then it goes back up to seventy again, right. and that fifty is only from after the diverge for the A seven three seven. Just it's basically the bit that goes underneath St James. Yeah. It does seem so. You might be right. I mean, it's something to do with the structure there. Could be worth be a, a letter to Transport Scotland to ask that question. One of the things I will note when you're going through there is the actual merging slip from St James heading westbound is very short, and you've got to be careful if you're in lane one there and traffic's pushing itself down the slip. It could be. That could be the reason. It I mean, might, no, might just, just be
0: to slow traffic down it, in advance of that it merge.
1: Might be. Is it complied with... No. Everybody, so as soon as they come off the white cart Viaduct, the the right foot normally gets buried and people mm. are, you know, flying yeah. through there.
0: Yeah, I don't know. We'll try and find out, Robert. We'll yeah. try our best.
1: Fair enough. Right, Duncan McKnight's got a question now. Hello, Duncan. Um, back with another one. So, near the southern end of the M74 Hamilton bypass, why do the carriageways divide up?
0: Simple answer. It's on our Myths page as well. It's Cander Moss. It was an area of uh, historic yeah. woodland um, they decided for environmental purposes to maintain and retain that woodland, mm-hmm. uh, so they split the carriage way down the middle so that the old trees could be kept. Simple. It is,
1: it is actually simple. No, nothing about a service station, nope. nothing about a junction. Nope. They just wanted to keep the trees.
0: They did. It's in the opening booklet, it's in the design documentation, and it's in the technical paper. It's three sources, all to do with the trees in the middle.
1: Well, but it's still a great question. So we get it asked is. it a lot? So Absolutely. I'm glad we can. So bring I'm glad
0: up. we can answer at least that one question, Duncan. So um,
1: <laughs> <I hope laughs> everything else is speculative. Yes. Okay. Well, we've got no more questions. So no, we, we have So to... we move
0: on to our last, final section. Yeah, let's discussion.
1: have a let's have a quick discussion about that.
0: Okay. So the Glasgow Motorway Archive is changing. Mm-hmm. The Glasgow Motorway Archive, up until now, has been a private archive of material maintained by. Pretty much you and me. Yeah.
1: There's, there's some help here and there. With with some help.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, we decided that it was in the interest of the archive material mm-hmm. and the future and for various other reasons that it would be good for us to become a formal organisation. Yeah. And we can confirm that as of mid-March, we are now an unincorporated association. Mm-hmm. We have a management committee and we are looking to recruit members. Mm-hmm. Now... These are people who will assist us in taking the archive forward. That is with research, uh, the publication and production of articles, mm-hmm. um, social media, and various other bits and bobs that come with that. And we'll have meetings and, and various other things like all other proper organisations do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how we are. That's how we're going to be moving forward. Um, I, in my role, I'm the um, chairperson. Yep. I'm the first person, John, you're the secretary and membership officer.
1: Yes, that's right.
0: And Wojciech Barovsky, who as you know doesn't really take part in the podcast very often, he mm-hmm. is our treasurer. Mm-hmm. And we are recruiting one or two others for the management committee as well as general members. Yes. So, if you're interested...
1: Get in touch with me. Get in touch with John, please. Yeah. So I am I think it's probably a good idea that I'm going to do a social media hit about this yeah. and we are going to have to get some things up on the site for uh, an easy path for people to find membership. I, I know a lot of people got a lot of questions. Says, I love the archive, You know, I'd love to become a member, but how much do I need to do things then? Yeah, the answer you for know. that
0: is you only would need to do what you can. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, this, we, we, I mean, we, we
1: remember, we, we can't at, at this time. I mean, it is just kind of a membership and join us and stuff like that. Yeah. We, we, we know we've all got lives.
0: Absolutely. And we're you know? looking for a bit of extra support to help us with things. Yeah. Um, membership would be free, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, You could, you know, you would there would be no real expectation on you other than to provide some support to us at some point, you know, with some so, things.
1: W- what might be? You might be somebody who's got quite a lot of material, has got a lot of stories, stuff you want to share. And one of the things is why we wanted to become this body is it actually gives us so much access to more stuff. That's right. There's so much cool stuff out there that we just can't really get our hands on As, because we're not official enough that's right
0: as an organization we yeah. can tap into organizations such as historic environment scotland yeah. um national archives and various others and we are actively looking and will be collaborating with them in the future yeah. and you will see things coming through mm-hmm. um of, of our involvement with them we are also looking to tap into funding sources yeah um, there are heritage grants available for private archives and uh, we have so
1: that means a better website yeah. it means more social media it means all kinds of it stuff does. Yeah. it means
0: that we can expand upon what we do and share it with more people and that is our primary goal mm-hmm. uh, is to make the archive as widely available to people as it can be with technology that is perhaps a bit more advanced than John and myself can, can handle on a mm-hmm. day-to-day basis. You know, yeah. we're looking for that extra help. So that's why we're also looking for people like graphic designers, web yeah. designers, social media managers, social media managers, people like that, people who are willing to take on a role and run with it mm-hmm. and, and, and help us go forward. Absolutely. Um so so if you're interested in that, watch out for John's post on social media or if you really want to get in touch quickly, email him. John dot double L
1: You got that right yep. at
0: Glasgow's dash dot Yeah. So drop him an email there, he'll be able to help you. With I'll
1: that. I'll put these details up on yeah. social media. So, it, it, so we'll, if you're we'll interested and you think that's it. a
0: really good idea, please, please, please get in yeah. touch. Uh we have some upcoming events. Um we have applied to take part in this year's Glasgow's Doors Open Day, mm-hmm. uh, or Doors Open Days. Mm-hmm. We're hoping to hear back within the next couple of weeks on whether we've been successful on that. Yeah. Um, there's the Sabre Roads Annual General Meeting that we'll be attending as a group as well. That's mm-hmm. uh, coming up very shortly. And there's one or two other things in the pipeline that, that we'll keep you updated on as yeah, well. Yeah, more
1: talks just, probably yeah, that we're doing. Just looking we, we, to open it
0: up it. to you guys as an audience. You know, Like you're yeah. listening to us, maybe you'll come and see us. Possibly.
1: Possibly. You could do yeah. a podcast talk special. We should do a pod. We need to do something live. live I think we think we we're going to look at doing that.
0: A good friend of mine will probably assist us with some of that with some of the technology that he has for that. So we probably can do a live podcast at some point, which you'll be able to watch. Uh, We would do that for you. So yeah, that that will come up as well at some point. All right. Okay. Um, anything else in the the Glasgow Motorway Archive changes? I, one thing. One thing we don't often say, mm-hmm. and I'm going to add this at this point because it does help us. We we pay a lot of money out for subscriptions and things for web for the website for software and the mm-hmm. like. We have a donate button at the bottom of the website homepage. Mm-hmm. If you are able and you're willing to donate something to us please please feel free to click that button and donate whatever you can it all goes to good use it goes to the digitization of documents the cleaning up of photographs um it helps us pay web server fees and all that sort of thing the things at the moment that we have to pay for ourselves and if you really can help and you want to help please click that button and and help us along it would be really really greatly appreciated All right. So that's uh, anything from you, John? Like no, that?
1: not really. I've just been a little nodding dog over here, to be honest with you. Um, I just, I have my role to play now. We're trying to get more information about this, the the, the membership. Oh yeah, you know, uh, yeah. Definitely. Questions, whatever. So yeah,
0: uh, I, I, it really does. It, it, it makes for an exciting future for us.
1: It does. Yeah. yeah. It really it's does uh, so. it's a very rewarding thing to be involved.
0: With. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to it very much. Alright, so right, well, on, on that note um, I think we'll start to round things up just shy of the hour, I know people don't like it when they go over there, so that's good In terms of things coming up next month, we'll, we'll continue our M8 journey uh, from the Archive Oh, I'm sure we've got one or two surprises there for
1: you. Yeah, I've got some suggestions
0: Yeah, there was some good stuff coming through on that As always, if there's anything you want to see or hear featured you know. On these podcasts, drop us an email or yeah. a message on social media. Let us know what you want. We will do whatever you want. <laughs> we <laughs> you are would,
1: yeah, yes, we <laughs>
0: are easy in that regard. Good. If you want anything even featured or whatever, just let us know. We're happy to do it. Okay. Um, next month brings us into May, so we'll be we'll be going on for podcast everything yeah? here.
1: Good, and we'll get it out timely. We will Make do commitment we'll, to that. We'll,
0: yep, we'll always aim to get them out within four or five weeks. Yeah, that's the best, thing. best thing we can try to do. We, yeah. we need we need to let
1: kind of material build up and plan. They take a bit of planning. Manning, so,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. it takes a bit of time and effort. So, yeah. So, thanks again, everyone, for listening. Um, we hope you enjoy it. Leave us some feedback. Reviewers on iTunes, that's one thing I'm supposed to say give us oh. a review on iTunes because iTunes works well. And if we get enough reviews, we might get recommendi- re- recommended by them and-, and other people might start listening as well. So, what does nobody think? Leave us a review on there. Good. All right, John. Good to hear from you as always.
1: Good to hear from you. Ha- yep. Thanks for having me here in the, oh, the Glasgow Metal Way Archive Studio. Yes, once again. here in the studio, here in the <laughs> office. It's
0: all yeah. It's all good it's all cool. But we'll speak to you soon, everybody. And thanks again for listening. <laughs> Thank you. Goodbye. Bye for now. Bye. <laughs>